The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, say it. We're in big trouble. Please say the show. Kyle Petty, Bradley Wood, guys are the stars of NBC. Good call. Guess who's back? Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouths, presented by Liberty Mutual, the very first of many Motor Mouths in 2020. Many. On the show today, <laughs> AJ, KP, and Nate Ryan. Now, I saw AJ and Nate at the Rolex. Kyle, first time we've it's seen each other forever. since Homestead. It's since been we forever. champion. That's crazy. But congratulations, perfect attendance. There's been two NASCAR Americas. Oh, I've been on both, both of them. Got perfect attendance. Well, you get this mug. This you get a mug. Yeah, I did get. I, Congratulations. Nice parting gift. Thank Are you, you guys excited much. though? To, I mean, so in, excited. Yes, <laughs> I can tell. Yes. That is Nate's excited. I'm just thrown off by Nate not having a sport coat right that, now. That's what I'm you can tell he's excited. It's, yeah, he's it's excited. A new year, new decade. Yeah. Things are just going crazy. New host for oh yes, yeah. Well, okay. So starting next week, there's going to be not one but two chances for callers to to call in and get get your voice heard. We're going to have Motor Mouse. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursday. so I'll be here yes. for a lot of them. But this is okay. only the second right. time I've actually, I think, hosted Motor Mouse. So it's going to go off the rails. Well, off the rails. Hang again. on. The number is on your screen, one nascar nbc You, of course, at home know that. And we've got some calls lined up already. I do want to mention, uh, before you guys call up, asking where's Rutledge, he will be back, I think, next week. He's going to be hosting a lot of them as well. Yeah. But he is on the show today. Yeah, both of you guys that are concerned, he'll be back. I promise. <laughs> okay? Both of you. I promise. I just don't want anyone to think, like, Chris is here, not Rutledge. You know, make sure we kind of politically... Yeah, that was good. That around, was good. So. All right, how do you guys do this? I said I've only done... This is the nice part. If you, We follow yeah, you. Uh, that's, that's, that's the way it works. Don't news. touch the screen. Yeah. No, I heard AJ. Screen. So AJ tried telling me this is a touch screen. screen. Yeah. And because I am not technologically inclined. Technologically, technologically inclined. Yes. I have no technology skills. So if you see me touching this to get the call and you're mad like the call. Look at all oh the calls. Oh my gosh, it just lit up. Holy cow, they're going crazy. All right, we better, we have to get to some of these calls. All right, let's do all some. All right, here's today's starting grid. <laughs> Basically, we give you a couple of topics to get the ball rolling. What does Team Penske's controversy from the clash mean for Sunday's Daytona 500? Um, that's that's definitely going to be mm-hmm. a topic. You guys talked about that a lot that's yesterday. Big. That's you? big. Yes, we did. Plus, Jimmy Johnson was at IndyCar preseason testing. Do you want to see him get behind the wheel of an IndyCar? Mm-hmm. Be sure to send us your thoughts that would be with different. the hashtag Let Me Say This. That's what they have to do, right, Nate? they got to put that hashtag. Hashtag Let Me Say This. Very right. important. Nate's going to monitor those and bring those to you later yes. in the show. Okay. All right. Water cooler topic of the day. We're starting out strong. Jimmy Johnson, as he begins his final NASCAR season, he is thinking about new challenges for 2021. Could racing an IndyCar be one of them? I mean, he was at IndyCar's test at COTA today, so I think it's a pretty good sign. You want to hear from him, and then we can discuss? Yeah, let's do that. Hey, we can, because Lee Diffie spoke with him earlier today in Austin, Texas. Well, in the week of the Daytona 500, the last place perhaps you'd expect to find seven-time cup champion Jimmy Johnson is here at Circuit of the Americas at the NTT IndyCar Series pre-season testing. So, Jimmy, the question begs, why are you here? Just to look around and have some fun. Uh, Great friends that live here in Austin, uh, great friends in this garage area, including my friends at McLaren. You might remember I did that Formula One swap with Fernando uh, a couple years ago now, and I just wanted to come check it out. I love Austin. I've always wanted to come to this racetrack. 
um, hopefully we get some cars on track and I can see some action. So we've been talking to a lot of the drivers uh, yesterday in particular in the lead up to this season, whole variety of questions that we asked. One of them was about a seat swap. If you could seat swap with any NASCAR driver, who would it be and why? Your name kept coming up many, many times. So is it a reality? Could we see you in one of these one day? Yeah, first of all, a seat swap, a seat swap with any of these guys would be a huge honor. and that, that makes me smile hearing that they would want to swap with me. Uh, but yeah, you know, IndyCar has been something that I grew up as a kid dreaming to race. Growing up in Southern California, I can't tell you how many times I attended the Long Beach Grand Prix. Um, was just in and around. A lot of my heroes like Rick Mears came from off-road racing such as I and it went into IndyCar. So it's always been on my radar. My path took me to NASCAR. I have no clue what 21 holds for me, but uh, I'm open and we'll see where the year goes and what develops. And, you know, if there was the right opportunity, I'd certainly consider it. So let's speak about your diversity and your passion just for racing. Once the pressure is almost off from your day job, you'd like to go and check some boxes within the racing sphere. Is this a box you would like to check? That, that is a great way to put it and certainly where my headspace is. And, you know, IndyCar is an option. Sports car is definitely an option. I've finished uh, second in the Rolex 24 uh, twice, and I'd love to go back and have a shot at the, you know, standing on the top box. Le Mans has always been on my wish list. Um, you mentioned the off-road. I'd love to go back and race the Mint 400 again or uh, the Parker 400, some of those some of those tracks that I, or courses that I really enjoyed. Short course off-road racing, you know, I, I'm, I'm really open in the, the point of checking boxes. That's what um, 21 and beyond will be about um, in the car and then also out of the car. And there's a lot that I want to do and want to have a better balance in life with my family. Um, I want to go do some heli skiing. I love to ski. I've always had a, a, an idea that I wanted to uh, do a full distance Ironman. There's some mountain bike races I'm interested in. So, you know, 21 and beyond is about checking those boxes. So the most important thing, folks, that you can take from that is 2021, it's unclear, right? It is unclear, but it should be fun. And it's going to be fun. So watch this space is the message. Because we actually all went heli skiing, skiing before we came in here today. <laughs> yeah, just, just this morning. Gosh, just a just couple hours morning. ago. It's yes. wild. Yeah. Nate, this, this news, though, the fact that Jimmy, I guess, was hanging out at right. an Indy car test, not really a huge surprise. I mean, he's been talking for the last two years that he wants to run a road course or a street course in IndyCar. Now, this is the first time he said it while he's standing at an IndyCar track during a preseason test. So that's significant. He seemed a little bit more committed to it this time and he said that he has a bucket list for 2021 and IndyCar is high on that bucket list so you put two and two together and he's hanging out with McLaren who he also hung out with at Indianapolis Motor Speedway last year he did a ride swap with Fernando Alonso in an F1 car with McLaren a couple years ago there's a lot of pieces here that I think point to if if they can put this together I think we'll see Jimmy Johnson at a road or a street course uh, next year for IndyCar hmm. they didn't get a lot of action by the way on the track today yeah. the weather down in Austin yeah, the biggest the thing there is having an in with the team. I mean, Jimmy Johnson, we know his background, yeah. seven championships. He's going to have an opportunity to go get a ride. But unless it's Indy, it's not like where teams just magically can add another car. I mean, yeah. there are only a certain amount of tubs that each team has. But to have an in with McLaren, Zach Brown, the CEO of McLaren, that could be the end that you can already start planning this year going into next year, which is what they need to do. Yeah, and you, you've obviously driven the Indy cars. And, and came from that way, this way. He's 44 years old to go do some of this stuff. Is this, do you see this? Is this just, as he says, a bucket list thing that he wants to look back on his life and say, 
I did that. I did it. You I, know mean, I, I think or, a lot of it is like Alonzo, right? Like he looks at Alonzo, he went and won the Rolex. He's raced yeah. and, and won Le Mans. Like, and I think Jimmy Johnson has built that relationship with him, seven-time champion. I think he wants to put himself in that, that same category, right? Sure, it's a bucket list, but we know Jimmy Johnson. He's used to winning. That's, not, that's my point. That's not, my point. You're not going to go do something if you don't feel like that you can go out there and you have to go win. I mean, that's... Yeah. It's the IndyCar series right now is maybe one of the most competitive series, if not the most competitive series That's my point in the too. world. So, yeah, it's a tall task to go out yes. there and get a couple of tests, and then especially at a street yeah. course, go attack it. But Jimmy's, we know, fitter than any driver yes. out there right now. It's a physically demanding race yeah. car. He can handle that. The biggest thing he'll have to get used to if he does it is the braking capability and the downforce of yeah. these cars. But, I mean, I'm not going to bet against him, are you? Yeah. Are you guys yeah. you guys ready for a call? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. I think Sean's on the line. Sean from Illinois, and I think Sean has a call a uh, question about Jimmy. Hey, Sean. Hi. Hi. Uh, yes, I just wanted to uh, say that uh, 2020. I'm hoping that Jimmy Johnson can uh, at least get a couple wins, if not make the championship four in his final season. Uh, it's been a while since he won, so hopefully. 2020 will be his year to uh, get some wins and maybe get that eighth championship. I like it. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. yeah, and I think Sean brings up a great point. I mean, everyone's wondering, can Jimmy do it? Can, will Jimmy get back to, to victory lane in 2020? So we had the, we had this conversation yesterday on, uh, with, with Jeff Burton and mm-hmm. with, with Steve Letarte, and, and I think the general consensus for us yesterday was we would like to see a win like Jeff Gordon had at right. Martinsville, you know, a, a win like Tony Stewart had, you know, that that emotional, that one big win. Let's don't set the bar too high and say he's got to win the championship his final year. He's got to win the Daytona 500, whatever those are. Let's just get something, and I, I think that's what his fans want to see. They want to see that glimpse right. of of what we saw for so many years mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Just give something. I do think he's tempering expectations a little bit, though. I mean, he had this hashtag chasing eight that he uses a lot on social media since the seventh championship, obviously signifying he wants to get the eighth title. He's dropped that this year, and he made a point at Hendrick Media Day to say, look, I don't want this to be about me chasing a championship. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't think he can win a title, but I think subconsciously I think it was a sign that he didn't want to put that extra pressure on the team. So I think coming off two winless seasons, I think he makes the playoffs, but – I, I'd be really surprised if he gets to the championship four. Well, Dave, t- uh, Jimmy Johnson, not the only news. I didn't want to get another caller because obviously everyone's still talking yep. about the clash from the weekend. So let's head to Virginia. Really? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, Coleman. what happened? Coleman's talking about it. Coleman, what's your question? Yeah, that Bush clash was really wild. Are we going to see some of the same wrecks in the Daytona 500, do you think? What do you think, AJ? I think, I mean, it's the Daytona 500, so ultimately, it being 500 miles, you're not going to see that action, I would say, the beginning of the race, because you drop the green, and it being the, the biggest race in the sport, yeah. the drivers, we lose our heads a little bit at times when, once the green drops, really? but it will settle out in the middle of the race, it always yeah. does, but when it comes down to 20, 30 laps to go, I think this is exactly what we're going to see again, because it's the biggest race, you want to go out there and win it. And we've seen with this aero package, KP, the runs that these drivers are getting, they take them, and the guy that's in front of them wants to block it, and this is what happens. Yeah, the, the, the word that everybody uses is energy, the energy in the outside lane, the energy in the inside lane. Um, and, and you're exactly right, I, I, spot on. We didn't see this until 15 laps to go. 
15 laps to go in a 75-lap race, and the last 10 or 15% of the race, you begin to see it. And I think the Daytona 500 will probably play out the same way. And Kyle Busch said it just the way you did, AJ, last year. He said brains get unglued oh, yeah. in the last 30, 40 yeah. miles of this race. And uh, I think Dustin Long had a stat in, on NBCSports.com story today that in the last three Daytona 500s, 80% of cars have been involved in wrecks. <laughs> and... I don't think you can say it really more clearly than that. And especially this year where they're not going to run this car next year. So, yeah. yeah. Last and chance. he gave us a great idea for the NASCAR America t-shirt. Brains get unglued. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like it. Hey, let's go, to, let's go to Florida. Ernie, speaking of blocking, do you have a question, Ernie, about blocking? Uh, yes. I think Joey Logano is blocking people and causing the wrecks. And I do hope that Jimmy Johnson gets one win this year. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, I mean, for sure, Joey Logano is the only driver out there blocking. Block <laughs> the He's only one. That is one. great. You he never did it, right? Because the wreck with Kyle Larson yeah. and Chase Elliott, that had nothing to yeah. do with blocking either. Yeah. So, and, and, and here's, the, here's the thing. And, 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 you know, maybe, obviously, you've got a better TV than I've got. <laughs> um, because Joey blocked once, then Joey blocked twice, but the 18 of Kyle Busch never got to his bumper, never put the bumper on him. The accident happened when two guys went for the same spot on the racetrack. That was not a block. That was just people getting together when the accident happened. And blocking is a part of the sport. We were talking about it earlier. It's on half-mile tracks. It's on mile tracks. It's on mile and a half. It's at super speedways. It's just become the norm of what NASCAR race okay, is. Okay, so why does Jimmy John or Joey Logano get the, the bad rap, though? Why well, is everybody sort I mean, of anti-Joey? To Ernie's point, I mean, his teammate, Brad, Brad didn't call him well, up by name, but he did say it's the the same thing did. happening over and over again. Yeah. He sort of intimated that it was on Logano, and, and Brad kind blocked. of followed up that right. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Yeah, Brad's never blocked. If you're a Joey Logano fan, yeah. he didn't he do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. If you're yeah. not, then it was all his yeah. fault. But at the end of the day, everybody is blocked. Everybody right now. That's what you have to everybody. do with this package. Yeah. Do we have time for another call? Okay, okay mark it down. Go. What time is it? Wait, what time? Check your phone. It's Carl time. It's 513 <laughs> it's on February Carl 11th, time. and it's about to happen. Carl, it's your first time on Motor Mouse ever in your life, right? <laughs> okay, yeah, for 2020. For, for 2020. Yeah, first time 2020. Hey, there you go. What's your question, Carl? Okay, um, I'm intrigued by this Jimmy Johnson thing. What do you think is a realistic future for Jimmy and IndyCar? Uh, uh, he's not doing this full time. Right. I, I don't even know. It's if he, not a few. You might have a better scoop. No. I don't even know if he's allowed to run ovals. I he's think not he's allowed made, to run. He's ovals. made the deal with no. his wife no. that he will not right. run ovals. But what makes it great is when you do 38 to 40 races a year. Yeah. What, what year is this for Jimmy now? 20. This will be year 19. 19. 19. Yeah. yeah. This is all you know. Yeah. And you see stuff on TV that you would like to go do, and Jimmy has a background of off-road. He would like to go. He's run Rolex. So at 44 years old, not having to run 38, 40 races a yeah. year in one specific car, he can do whatever he wants. So I could see Jimmy doing, say, three to four IndyCar races, running some IMSA, going to Lamar, running that, doing some off-road stuff. And that's the great thing about it is being Jimmy Johnson, he's going to have those opportunities as well. So I don't think you're ever going to see him do a full-time series in anything. Yeah. He's right. just always going to go around picking yeah. and choosing. But you're going to yeah. see him Perfect. everywhere. You can see him yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You may everywhere. see more of them, yeah. Yeah. but not in yeah. one specific place. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, we're just getting started. What else is on your mind? Hey, think about this. I saw a guy today take a taxi to a bus stop. Just, just work on that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to think about that. We're going to take more of your that. calls when we come back on Motor Mouse.
NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Just got wrecked for no reason. Just dumb, dumb racing. Just dumb moves being thrown out there. Guys that don't know what they're doing, so they throw crazy-ass blocks. And it's just ridiculous. You'd think these guys would be smarter than that. Uh, look, we all cause wrecks. We're not getting wrecks all the time. I cause them, but the same one over and over again. It's the same thing. Somebody throws a stupid block that's never going to work, wrecks half the field, and then goes, eh. So you talk to Joey, he's your teammate though, right? I mean, it's... I'm going to Disney World with my family. I don't worry about that later. So, um, I mean, I'm going to Disney World too, so I'll see him there. <laughs> I'm sure he's all right. We get along fine. I don't think he's mad. So Daytona wasn't the happiest place on earth for Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano on Sunday, but it looks like Brad did make it to Disney World, and he wasn't the only one. KP, that's where the drivers and their families go during the off days, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess so, according to that photo. Yeah, but look Kyle at that Larson. photo. If you're having a dance party, one of those doesn't belong there, and it's not Mickey. <laughs> Okay, let me just Kyle. go ahead and say that. So You make the call, people. Lawyer, you Kyle make the Larson. call. Uh, by the way, the Disney <laughs> Junior Dance Party, thats you can find that at Hollywood Studios. Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney were also there, not at the Disney Junior Dance Party, but at the Star Wars Galaxy oh. Edge. So a big NASCAR yes. reunion happening. Disney Save that awesome. photo until after the 500 because we want to see if those three guys... Um, are still that are happy. Are still that happy, happy with yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the phones. Who do we have? John, wait, I have to touch it, right? Wait, is this touch yeah, screen? Touch, touch it. screen. Touch Hold it. on. There we go. And yep. go. Okay, John from Florida. What's your question? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Here's my question is, when Kyle Busch was fooling around with Logano and his teammate is coming on the inside with the run, why didn't the spotters or, or could he not drop down in front of his own teammate? Thank you. Thanks, John. You know, I don't know. Okay, look, all this stuff happened between it started going into turn three and it happened coming out of turn four. Um, and, and, and Kyle said, Kyle said, once I got my car to turn, I didn't know how much room I had, which means he didn't have a clue where the 11 car was. You know what I mean? And, and, and basically he said, I just didn't know how much room I had to turn left to get under, the, under Joey. So, I, I, you know, he was focused on what was out his windshield, not what was, what was on the inside of it. Yeah, I mean, yes. completely agree. At that point, when you're behind, if you're Kyle Busch, if you're behind Joey Logano and your spotter yeah. is watching this happening, yeah. Kyle is focused on Joey. By the time he's trying to turn under, yeah. Denny's already there. Yeah. This is all happening over 200 miles per hour. We saw the speeds, 204, 205. Yes. So, at this point, Denny's already there. There's nothing Kyle's doing about it. He's trying to get it on the 22. Yeah, and listen, we brought this up yesterday on, on, on NASCAR America again. And, and Kyle said, when they caught that first pack, and Joey was in the first pack with the Chevys, when they caught the first pack, they were running two seconds a lap yeah. faster hmm. when they caught it. So they were carrying some speed and some energy when they got to the front of that pack. All right, we're going from Florida all the way across the country to Oregon. Ron, what's your question? Hi. Uh, hey, uh, I was uh, wondering about Daniel Suarez. Uh, when he won the Xfinity Series champion, I didn't think he should have won that. Uh, but anyway, he went to the Cup Series, and now he's uh, almost going to get out. What do you think about his future? Well, thanks for the call, Ron. All right, what do you guys think? First of all, I don't know why he shouldn't have won the experience. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand your reasoning behind that. Um, they, I mean, won races, and they went down to yeah. the last yep. race. He had just as much shot as as right as anybody else to be Beat there. Kyle Busch straight up at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, straight up. Yeah. So. I, I, you know, I, I think Daniel has just been 
from the Gibbs organization to Stuart Haas, the stars just haven't aligned. The planets just have not and, and that happens to different guys in their career. Sometimes you're in the right place and you make the right move. Sometimes the move's not presented to you. Now he's having to take a step back and start all over again. I think Coca-Cola's heavily involved in some of the stuff he's doing, Toyota's uh, behind this team. So it'll be interesting to see where he's at. But they're a team without a charter. They've got to start from scratch. At Daytona, they've got to make the race. There's seven or eight teams down there. And it's a, it's a tough road when you show up at Daytona with the competition the way it is with a team like this to try to make it. And I will say that it's different expectations now yeah. at the 96. The two organizations that he's been at, at Gibbs, at Stuart Hall, what you have to go win. Yeah. And, th and that's nothing else matters. Yeah. You can have top fives. It's great. But unless you're winning in those race cars, there's so much pressure on you. And I think at times we all experience it, right, KP? When you have the pressure on you and you're not able to win, it keeps building. You start trying harder. Yeah. Mistakes happen. And it just seems like any chance that you have an opportunity, it doesn't work out yeah, for you. Just this can out. be a good thing. It's going to be tough. You have to reset your mind. Yeah. Top 20s. Is now a win, yeah, yeah it, but a big win. as a driver, that can also kind of just release you a little bit, yeah, and maybe we will see some of the best driving we have ever seen out of Daniel Suarez because yeah. that pressure to win's not on him anymore, yeah. and because of that, you go out there and you exceed expectations with that race time. Like that. Race I like that. Hey, you mentioned Coca Cola. You know what else Coca Cola is involved with? I racing. That season yep. starts tonight. Isn't tonight. that crazy? There's yes. going to be a lot of young kids uh, turning heads. Speaking of the uh, the iRacing Bush Clash look exactly the like look the, same. <laughs> the Cup Bush Clash, so it may be the same yes. thing. Yeah. Talking about young kids because Marvin is calling in from Ohio, our friend Marvin. You want to talk about some of those youngsters, Marvin? Yes, I do, Krista. And how you guys doing tonight? How you doing, AJ? How you doing, KP? You looking good, awesome, Marvin? Guys, doing good, man. What's your question, hey, Marvin? Guys. Hey, guys, I got a question for you. Who do you guys think is going to win this year's Sunoco Rookie of the Year at the NASCAR Awards Banquet in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee? I like that. It's, it's a great rookie class for sure. It's going to be a tough one. I, I don't no know idea. how you, how you <laughs> peg that. I, I have no idea. I would lean towards Christopher Bell just yeah. because of the Gibbs organization. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, Stuart Haas and Cole Custer, yeah. that, I mean, that's not going to be weak. And then... If RCR, if they can get their program a little bit closer, because I got to work with Tyler Reddick a little bit, kind of helping him with the road course program last year yeah. in Xfinity when he was at RCR and, and I was at Colleague, he blew my mind how quick he picks up things. And then we see places like Homestead where he can carry a race car. If RCR gets the cars a little bit more competitive yeah. consistently, I think Tyler Reddick can shock some people and actually win a race or two. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm just excited to have a rookie yeah. race that we're yeah. going to talk about all year long, yes. man. All year long, it's going to be a topic of It's going to be one to watch. All right, we've been to five states. We've got, I know, West Virginia, Connecticut, uh, Alabama hanging on the lines. We're going to get your calls coming up, more of your calls, and our first trip to Rutt's basement when, <laughs> when we scary. return. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> would, you, uh, would you date a competitor's sister? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, you jerk, man. I cannot believe you brought this up. What? So about that. That's, that's, that's the source of it. American 
Flat Track, and more with Track Pass on NBC Sports Gold. And you guys know you're not living if you miss a green flag live, including tonight with night five of the World Series of Asphalt from New Smyrna Speedway. Watch this, guys. Last night, things got wild in that ARCA East race. Wow. You don't usually see a car ride the wall sideways like Tanner Gray. Well, three wide. And yeah. New Smyrna. And New Smyrna. That didn't work. No. no. It also doesn't work at Daytona. <laughs> I mean, so. It doesn't work at a lot of local I think that was tracks. blocking. I think there was, was blocking. blocking. I think there was some blocking. You know my track, My Roots, is coming up this summer, too. Yes, it is. All year long, we're going to be all over the place. So it's cool. Night five. Night five of the World Series of Asphalt down at New Smyrna. When we used to go there, I mean, they would race for like two weeks solid, man. And you were over there with Modifieds yeah. and Gary Blue and those guys from up north and Junior Handling. All those guys that come down. Yeah, there's races within the race yes, down there at Speedways cool. for sure. Hey, Rutt's Basement is back for another season. And with Valentine's Day coming up, Rutt asks some of NASCAR's top drivers about a certain matter of the heart. Back when you were single, would you have dated a competitor's sister? Hell yes. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, mm. Uh, prob probably. Wow, that's a lot to think about. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Did you, uh, are you going to ask this to someone else? You know I am. <clears throat> would you, uh, would you date a competitor's sister? Oh, you jerk, man. I cannot believe you brought this up. What? So about that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the sore subject. Why? This, I've asked everyone this question. I'm dating one of their sisters. You're dating a competitor's sister? Yeah. Who? Oh, Aaron Blaney. Aaron Blaney. Blaney. Ryan? Ryan Blaney's sister. Your sister and him. Yeah. Uh, someone else told me that they were dating before I figured it out from either one of them. That's... So it's that's a low, you know, it's a low up. blow. Do you know how he found out? No idea. He was on his way to the driver's meeting at Martinsville. And my buddy, he's like, hey, I didn't know about Willie and your sister. No. Is that, I beg your pardon? Oh, no. Oh, gosh. I can't believe No you wonder you raced me so hard that day. Yeah, right? Golly. Personally, how I would go about it is ask that person first. That's kind of the gentleman thing to do. Yeah. I should have handled that better. <laughs> William Byron. <laughs> that was enjoyable. Oh, that was good. That, that was, was good. good. I'm I enjoyed call, that. First of all, I'm calling Blaney a liar. You know he's not asking the driver <laughs> to date his sister. sister. He for should sure. have asked me first. What Blaney, the, the only wrong. thing different he would do is he would rub it in his face to get inside yeah. his head a little bit. And I just That's want to true. point out, Rutt's basement hasn't... Has there always been an ironing board? Has the ironing board always <laughs> been there? And how much yes. ironing is Rutt... Oh, really man. doing flannel. Yeah. This plaid plaid needs, needs to be ironing. Ironed? Plaid okay. needs ironing. You got to keep the line straight. Okay, with plaid. That's you can't have that. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, should we go back? Should we go back to the phones? Yes, please. We have a yeah. lot. Please so let's save go. us. We're going to go back to Florida. Anthony, what's your question? Are we talking about the Daytona 500? Yes, I am. And uh, okay. for, well, first off, I'm really happy to be back on Motor Mouse. The NASCAR season's back, and I can't wait to head to Daytona this weekend. So I'm all excited oh, for that. Awesome. We have like fun, that. man. Yeah. It's awesome. What's your question? Yep. So the question I wanted to ask is, so as a former or active driver of the NASCAR Cup Series, what do you think is the greatest achievement? Would that be winning the Daytona 500 or a Cup Series championship? Hmm. So the Daytona 500, KP, or the Cup championship? Well, Your dad won a few. Yeah, both. That, and that's a good question because um, I, I, think, I think they're two totally separate things because I, I, I think it's like winning the Indy 500. It's the Daytona 500. We talked about Le Mans earlier when, when, when we were talking about 
Jimmy Johnson or you talk about the 24 hours, that's a huge accomplishment. That's a single event, but it almost rises mm -hmm. above the entire right. sport. So the Daytona 500 is a huge event. You, and you're referred to as a Daytona 500 champion, not a Daytona 500 winner, a Daytona 500 champion. The championship is the collective work that you put in for that year, that you and your team put in for that year. So um, I, I don't know. You ask guys um, who have won both, and, and I know my dad looks at them all the same. Yeah, I, Honestly, I don't think he puts a championship above, um, but he doesn't put anything above Martinsville either. You know what I mean? Because that's a win. Mm -hmm. That's a cup yeah. win, and, that, and that's what it is. So um, I don't know. That's a great question, and I think it, different drivers probably have different okay. opinions. I agree with Kyle. We yeah. know the next question yeah. on that one. Yeah, okay, he's got right. it all. All right, let's head to Delaware. Hi, Donald. What's your question? Uh, my question is, who would be the strongest out of the Hendricks tables this year? To me, would be between Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman. Who do they think? Okay. So who's the strongest Hendrick driver? Who will have the most success, most wins this season? I think it's easy to say Chase Elliott. Chase? If, I had to, if I had to bet on one, that would be my driver out of the group there but I really think William Byron yeah uh, obviously he's got a little little more energy now <laughs> dating a competitor sister but what they were starting to do last year him and Chad Canals yes you could see building up the only thing that didn't happen was they didn't win yeah and it's easier said than done to go out there and win a cup series race but I feel like if they get over that hump especially early you get in the first 10 races if they're able to win one then it'll just kind of get the ball rolling and they'll have a great season. So if I had to choose, it'd still be Chase, but yeah. William's right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, I, I sat down with those three guys, the three young Hendrick mm -hmm. drivers last year, um, and we did a piece. William Byron is wise beyond his years. Yeah. Um, and I think he's been flying a little under the radar because of Alex Bowman and because of Chase Elliott. But I agree. We saw some progress over the last couple of years. I think he's made steady gains. He seems to be a sponge that just learns and puts it all on the racetrack. Um, this year could be he, – he is one of those guys. Yeah. Once he wins that first one, yeah. they're they just, just need one. They're just going to come. Yeah. yeah. And, hey, Nate pointed out – Nate's in our investigative bureau, actually down the hallway yeah. right yes, now. Is. But he pointed out that Chase Elliott took a Blaney – sister as his date, maybe just as a friend, to the uh, Xfinity banquet a few years ago. Just stir the pot. <laughs> oh, my God. Swipe uh, left. Swipe right. I don't know. Let swipe. Let this of the season <laughs> is coming up. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. And let me say this. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. Oh, it's been a while since we've seen that. It's time. I play that for my wife every night. <laughs> I feel like you should I say it. I love that. Can you just that. say it right now? It's 2020. Let me say this. There we go. There we go. All right. Let's go. Stephen got Roger Penske saying it. Yeah, he Heard said it, it multiple right. times. All right. Hashtag That's let me say this. Uh, naturally, we got lots of feedback on the clash. So the first few were on about the clash. Howie22 wants to know tire spin on a restart. We saw that with Ryan Newman and William Byron. They weren't sure if it was the track, what it was. How do you guys analyze that? Is that simply driver error when that happens on a restart like that? It's not driver error. I hate yeah. the uh, when I heard that. I, I hate the word driver error it's because two it's two, two words. Error is the biggest word because <laughs> yeah, it's controlled by the driver. Yeah. At the time, at any racetrack we go to, like a place like Atlanta and all these worn-out racetracks. I mean, it is hard if you use a lap or two on the tires. They they want to spin, but basically, yeah, it's the driver controlling the throttle on the restart. 
But the point here at Daytona is you don't usually have to worry about it. With the engines restricted so much, the tires, although they start getting worn out, they don't really go away on a restart. So yeah. as we could see, Newman and Byron were both shocked yeah. by how bad the, the tires spun on the restart. Yeah, and look, if you if you really zoom in on that and slow-mo it, mm -hmm. um, Truex spins, uh, Eric Almirola. I mean, there, there's yeah. seven or eight cars that that have it happen. Obviously worse and, and farther back in right. the field. All right, I got one for you. Hashtag let me say this. Chris at Speed505 wants to know, other racing series review and penalize drivers during the race for incident responsibility. Why doesn't NASCAR do that for, say, accidents and the clash because that's a dumb rule <laughs> um <yeah. laughs> sorry I, I, you know this is why i went to you yeah yeah no but <laughs> here's the thing the, the thing is it's not you can't reset it when you take out six cars you don't get to go back and reset that you've already taken out six cars so what are they going to do i mean so joey logano if we're going to say joey logano and brad k or joey logano and kyle bush caused it let's just say both of those two guys Joy because of the, he started and initiated a block, but this is what happened. So here's Joey in the infield with the front end of his car toy. How are we going to penalize him any more than that? You know what I mean? I mean, what 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 are you going to do? I, I don't understand. I, Matt, I don't hey, know. You imagine the calls will get in on oh, the show. It would be. They start penalizing mid race. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see how we I don't see how NASCAR can do it. Okay. I mean, one more on the clash from at Matthew Cobb. He wants to know, would NASCAR ever look at shortening the length of the clash when you have virtually 90% of the field wreck out? It used to be a 20-lap race. Yeah. Should it be 30, 40, 50 laps? Should it go back to 20? I mean, personally, I wish they'd shorten it. Yeah. Because yeah. it just, the, yeah. the first half, the, unless you start making segments of the race yeah. matter, where after 20 laps, drivers get paid yeah. a certain amount, you know, or whatever. Like, But for 75 laps, you know, the first... 50 of it really doesn't yeah. matter, and then that's why we see with 15 to go, yeah. everybody lose their minds. Yeah, when, I, if, if we go back to ancient times when I raced and when the clash first started. They had square it, tires. Yeah, they had square tires, yeah. so you didn't have to worry about spinning them. <laughs> Saw but, that on the Flintstones. But, yeah, but, the, yeah. but the point was, the point was, it was 20 laps yeah. for $50,000, $100,000, whatever it was. It was all on the line for that many laps to take home the money. Uh, now it's turned into a race. We had guy running 60% 60, 60 throttle. Yeah. We had strategies. Yeah. I don't think that should ever be in a fuel mileage in the clash. In the clash, that's <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Jeff Ramos at the Jepster wants to know, based on the free agent list, you guys discussed that yesterday, yeah. lots of yeah. big-name drivers available uh, possibly after 2020. Who do you guys think benefits most moving to another team or manufacturer? Mm. Ooh. That's a good one. Requires some uh, speculation, yeah. Yeah. obviously. because we. Uh, I mean, to me... Kyle Larson, yeah, because he sticks out in my mind. But wherever he goes, we know a lot of it's going to be about his sprint car racing. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think you get him at, at, you know, say you put him at a place like Gibbs. I mean, he's going to flourish. Yeah. yeah, I agree. All right, and he's finally, the to the top. Yeah. hashtag Let Me Say This: A special message for the man on my right from Jimmy Dale Corley Jr. Okay, Kyle Petty, I have Mister No Nonsense telling it like it is. Motor mouth. LOL, don't change a thing. Looking forward to 2020 season. Awesome. It like it is. I am looking forward to it too, Jimmy Dale. Thank you for tuning in, man. The Kyle Petty Fan Club speaks. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Checks in the mail, man. Thank you. Hey, Nate, I know it's been a busy week for you and your colleagues uh, with, the, with the website. It How does Michael Jordan 
How is Michael Jordan tied into NBCSports.com right so now? So yes. I talked to uh, Denny Hamlin for the NASCAR and NBC podcast last week, Krista, and Denny Hamlin had Michael Jordan design one of his iRacing cars. He's got an iRacing team, two-car yeah. team that's yeah. starting this year in the eNASCAR series, and uh, Michael Jordan actually designed the, appropriately enough, the number 23. So you can check that out, NBCSports.com. Also have a story for uh, Daniel McFadden on Tommy Joe Martins, the Xfinity driver. Um, we've got a Bruce Martin story about Jimmy Johnson being a Coda, and finally Jerry Bunkowski uh, on wow. William Byron uh, coming from iRacing to Cup. So awesome. lots of stuff to check out. Yeah. And Dayton Blaney says Tommy Joe Martin said you gave him a ride at Watkins Glen. <laughs> at Watkins Glen, I did give Tommy Joe. That was very cool. Yes, that oh, was there very it is. Cool. That's a design. So, okay, really yeah, cool. Michael Jordan, of course, was at Homestead uh, cheering Denny on. He was. On. Twice he's been yeah, at Homestead to cheer is, on Denny. So. Is iRacing on Jimmy Johnson's list? I don't know. <laughs> just a question. Just a question. I mean, just a question. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, have you touched every topic? I'm sorry. Just hey, speaking of, my touch screen just went away. Okay, sorry. It'll All right, we're going to have to go to commercial we're just gonna go so break, I can figure out this. this computer. We're going to get back to your phone calls next. Call in again the number 844-NASCAR-NBC. NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Sunday marks Jimmy Johnson's final Daytona 500 as a full-time driver. So let's go back to his first 500 win. This was 2006, a crash with four laps to go. Sent this race into overtime. Johnson, look at the emotion there. He holds off Ryan Newman and Casey Mears to win under caution. Johnson claimed his first Cup Series title at that season's end, and the rest is history. 2006. Cool. Awesome. He was on the pole for his very first one, wasn't he? 2002? Nate would know that. Nate, was yeah. was Jimmy on the pole? That was from our investigative bureau. Sorry, <laughs> yes, he's off camera you. there. We, had, we just um, called down the hall. Yes. <laughs> we just, we just screamed All right, let's go hall. back to the phone. So how do I do this again, AJ? I touched. Touch okay, that. hold that. Carlos from Tennessee, are you there? Yes, ma'am. How you doing? What's your question, Carlos? Uh, do you think uh, Kyle Bush's got a chance to win this 500? Kyle yes, he does. Yes, he does. Kyle Petty doesn't have a snowball's chance, and you know what I'm talking about. But, does but Kyle, Kyle Bush does. Okay. Uh, I, I think Kyle Bush does. Look, we, we went through this with Daryl. We went through this with Earnhardt Sr., uh, where they just go so many times, and it's like, when are they going to do it? When are they going to do it? Eventually it comes. All right, he's 0 for 14. You know he has that on his list. It's okay, Daryl went what? 0 for 17 or 18 or I know, it can happen. Something. It can happen. Yeah. All right, let's head to Florida. Steve, what's your question? Uh, yeah, um, Stuart Haas and all the Ford cars are racing the same bodies that they had last year. Camaro went through a body change. Is there going to be a big advantage? Second question is, AJ, are you racing in Subarine this year? All right, let's tackle that one first. For, uh, the, the second Sebring. question? Yeah, no, second I will question. I will be on NBC Sports covering that Good. Nice. at Sebring. Okay. I will be racing Daytona Saturday, Xfinity, College Racing 16 car. Right, cool. Watch out. Anyway, second question. Um, well, I mean, are we talking about just Daytona? I mean, the, the Chevy seemed pretty strong, but yeah. it, it's any. We, we saw a car one that basically didn't have a hood anymore. So yeah, exactly. who knows what can happen at the super speedways. And then you're not really going to know until, let's call it seven, eight, nine races in, where all these manufacturers are really at this year yeah. because you go to a mile and a half, yeah. you go to some short tracks, you go to some mid-range tracks. So after about 10 races, that's where I always kind of feel like you know where you're at. Yeah. All right. So Steve Agreed. was in Florida. Let's just head north a little bit to Georgia. Mike, what's your question? Uh, yes, I was just curious. Do you think that since we've had so much going on with the manufacturers and the team saying stick with your 
team cars or stick with your manufacturers? Do you think they may get involved with this blocking and say, listen, if you're going to take out your team players or other cars manufactured the same, are they going to get involved? All right, I, you know what? That's good. That's that's we did. We've had that over the last few years, where all the Fords run together, all the Chevys run together, all the Toyotas. They pit, pit at the same time. They do things at the same time. You know, when it comes down to winning the race, it's every man for himself. I don't care which team you're on. They'll you'll you'll hang your mother out to to win the Daytona 500. And um, you know they're gonna they can they, there's not much you can do about this. Um, I mean they couldn't say hey. Joey, block these guys and make sure you don't take out any Fords if something happens. You, I mean, it's just, that's not going to happen. But they, they, I'm sure they'll get speeches on how to do things. What different. did the ambulance do to Brad, by the way? What is, man. What is, what? It, blocked, it blocked his vision from the infield. <laughs> it blocked the vision. He was trying to see through let's it. Go back, let's go back to Florida. <laughs> Look at him. Uh, John, what's your question? Hi, how are you all doing today in beautiful Florida? Um, first, I want to say I live 20 miles from the track. I've been on the track with Richard Petty driving experience. The banks are tremendous. People don't know. My question is, how much does the wind play a factor throughout the day, especially passing down the backstretch and so forth? Yeah, I mean, the wind plays a, a huge factor. If it's a small breeze, it, you don't really notice yeah. it. But if you start getting those wind gusts 15, 20 miles per hour, you notice that because it changes yeah. the handling of the race car. Yeah. And then on top of it, you really, as a driver, kind of have to ask your spotter or look at the flags, which way they're blow blowing. Because yeah. as the car starts to draft, if you got a headwind down the back straightaway, you're going to suck up a lot better yeah. behind that car. So you got to start determining at the end of the race if the flags are blowing hard or the wind's just getting gusty. That maybe my better chance is down the back straightaway because if it's a tailwind down the front straightaway, yeah. the draft isn't going to matter as much. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it. We know how hard it blows. He, yeah. he lives there, so he yeah. knows how yeah. hard the wind can Listen, blow. It's a big factor. If the wind affects a putt at Pebble Beach, it's going to affect the race car at Daytona. You know how, what I mean? How's I mean, putting, by the way? Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. The wind always gets in the way. <laughs> it's always the wind. It's the wind. <laughs> All right, more of your calls and a look at what's in store tomorrow when we come back. The Flyers and their captain, Claude Giroux, coming off a big win last night against the Florida Panthers in Brooklyn tonight to face Matthew Barzell and the New York Islanders. We'll get you set for it coming up next on NHL Live. Thank you, Catherine. NASCAR America continues tomorrow. The Dale Jr. Download returns with special guest, legendary promoter, Humpy Wheeler. Plus, check out all of the Daytona media coverage on NBCSports.com and on Twitter at NASCAR on NBC. Interviews with Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Matty D, Chase Elliott, and a whole bunch of other drivers. All right, let's do some more. We've got time for a few more calls, right? Let's go up to Connecticut. We haven't been to Connecticut yet today. Hi, John. What's your question? Hi. How, how are you all doing? Good. Good. Um, well, I got two questions, okay? I, I know I got to do it quick. But with this Haley Deegan girl, you know, she's definitely going to be the face of NASCAR, in my opinion. But I just hope they don't rush her like Danica. You know what I mean? And you know, I hope her father just doesn't. You know, the you know, moving moving her too quick's gonna hurt her. You know, because that's what happened to Danica. And my second question is: Do you think Tim Richmond will ever get in the Hall of Fame? Because all right, I think we, we lost John. But so Haley Deegan. Um, yeah, Haley. 
she can wheel yes any type of yes, race she car. Can. Mm-hmm. She does off-road racing. We've yeah. seen her in, in ARCA, finished second at Daytona last week. I talked to Brian Deegan, her father, yeah. at yeah. Rolex. What they're doing with her, they're taking their time. Good. They're still finding sponsorship. Everybody yeah. sees like a Ford driver now, like Ford just paying it. No, yeah. this is their budget in ARCA. She'd love to do a few truck races throughout the course yeah. of the year, but they're taking it step Bring by it step, up. which is the right thing to do. Drove, drove a great race in yes. Daytona. She did, yeah. and Tim will eventually get in. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Let's see if we can get in uh, Frank from New York. Hi, Frank. Hey, uh, how are how you guys doing? Great. Good. All right, so my it's not a question, but rather a statement. Uh, after Sunday's demo derby of a race, do you guys think the lower teams like Starcom and Premium could possibly get the Daytona 500? Look, um, who, do, who, who won the 4th of July race? Um, Justin Haley. Justin Haley. Justin Haley. Yeah, the way that you that is the one thing about these races, uh, about the, the the speedway racing is is straight up the lesser teams or the the the, the lower finance teams or the underfinanced teams can't compete with the Gibbs, can't compete with the Stuart Haas Racing. But you go to these places, they're more equal. They are they 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 are more in the game when they drop the green yeah. flag. You can be a couple of mile an hour off. And still be in the draft. If you can avoid the accidents, we've seen it with Matty D and those guys have great finishes, great finishes. Michael McDowell always seems to if you put him in a shoebox, yeah. he's gonna finish in the top five. So yes, I, I think under in in special situations, one of those guys could end up uh, with with maybe not a win, but with a great finish. All right, let's see if we have one more. Mike from New York. Let's try to get you in. What's your question? Uh out of the rookie, this year's rookie class, which I think is very good, which one do you think, or possibly a bowl for three, uh, would get their first win? Ooh, first Ooh. win. Okay, so a little Ooh. bit different take on the yeah. question about the rookie class. First win. Cause it Dang, man, that's tough. happen at Daytona. That's t- yeah, who's the last rookie to win a race? Um, let's go down let's the go hall. Investigative let's bureau. go down the hall. We're not getting it. You know, Earnhardt won a race, his senior won a race, his rookie year. Davey won races, his rookie, Davey yeah. Allison. I, think Denny, I, I don't know. It's, it's, pretty, it's tough to it's win. Tough it's tough to win. It's, tough it's, to win. it's, it's tough, man. so tough to yeah. win a cup race. They're at the right teams if you're yes. looking at Reddick. Yes. You know, exactly. RCR's got to get a little bit better, yeah. but but you got Custer yeah. and Bell definitely at the yeah. right teams. Yeah, it's tough. If I had to choose one, I'm still leaning towards Christopher Bell, but. It's going to be tough. Do you guys yeah. have a have a pick for the Daytona 500 win? Wait, is something from the investigative bureau coming in? I guess, I guess technically Haley was the last rookie. Who? Haley. Haley. Okay. Justin Haley. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Picks yeah. for the Daytona 500. There you go. Who, you who's going to win? Who's going to win the 500? I don't know. I don't have a clue. That's why I'm watching it. Watch That stuff. was supposed to be my big finish. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thanks oh, for watching. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Dale Jr. Download, 5 p.m. tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.